0: Dyson Daniels injured in his first summer league game for the Pelicans, but maybe all the talk around Kevin Durant is actually going to be quiet because of what he did. And it was really a summer league struggle for New Orleans, but it's not all bad. We saw Jared Harper score 18 as a bright point. Let's break down the game in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are locked on Pelicans Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts, and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, summer league going on for the Pelicans, and it is a struggle. It was a struggle to stay up late, a delayed game the other night to watch that one, but the Pelicans did play, and we're going to break it down here in today's episode, and also I'll tell you why the Kevin Durant talk is maybe a little bit quieter now that Dyson Daniels did something, signed his rookie deal. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right let's jump into it. Dyson Daniels injured. That's the biggest story of the Pelicans loss to the Portland Trailblazers. 85 to 68. Just a gross, awful summer league game. I don't know whether it's the fact that it was like the late game that day, the fact that it got pushed back a little bit, about 30 minutes to an hour or so. Just bad basketball where no one could make a shot. Pelicans shot 27.5% oh, and just 13% from three. But the biggest story is Dyson Daniels getting injured in the first quarter of this game. Went down after, was it driving, I think? He didn't get a call and kind of crumpled down on the ground after rolling his right ankle. Good news is the x-rays were negative. He took x-rays there. They were negative. I don't know if there's an MRI or anything planned, but it seems like he is going to probably miss the remainder of Summer I might sneeze as I'm doing this. I don't have like a sneeze button here. Okay. Let's see if I can, how long I can hold out for. So I highly doubt that we see him the rest of Summer League. There's no need to play him. He looked active. (laughs) There we go. Said it was coming. He looked active during his time out there. You know, it was an eh performance overall, but he was active and he guarded all positions at one point. And when everyone's kind of struggling like that and everyone's out of sync. Well, yeah, there might have been some potential assists out there for him that, you know, he wasn't really able to get because guys were missing shots. And when you shoot that poorly, yeah, you're you're not going to have your point guard. And that's what he was playing for this team. Give you a whole lot of anything. Finished with one point on the night. One steal, two assists, one rebound. He was one of two from the free throw line and was 0 for 5 overall. Not a great night, but I liked seeing him guard multiple positions. That's part of the big reason why they drafted him. Would have loved to have seen him hit a three. We saw that tweet that came out right beforehand of like he's hit 27 straight threes in warmups. It's very different in the game. Everyone hits their warmup threes. Um, And he got his only point at the line, which is interesting, I thought, because the Pelicans struggled shooting in this one. And basically, they lived at the line in this. 26 of their 68 points came from the charity stripe. I like that they were aggressive and getting downhill and attacking. I would have liked to have seen some made shots too. But the fact that they're kind of playing to what should be a strength this season was kind of fun to see. And they were fast. I don't know if this team in the regular season is going to be as fast as the Summer Pels were playing here. Without Jose Alvarado, of course. So we'll see how much this really translates, but it's also, it's like one summer league game that was kind of weird and wonky and like, whatever. You don't want to read too much into this stuff. I've seen people being like, how are we feeling about Dyson Daniels after this one? You're feeling, you should be feeling exactly the same about Dyson Daniels as you did going into this one. And the cool thing that he did, the good news for Dyson Daniels is he signed his rookie deal on Friday, I think this potentially might quiet down some of the Kevin Durant trade talk. So now once a rookie signs their rookie contract, they cannot be traded for 60 days. That certainly hasn't stopped deals from getting done in the past. I believe Andrew Wiggins in that Kevin Love deal had already signed his and played summer league with the um, Cleveland Cavaliers before being traded to the Timberwolves. So it hasn't stopped things from being done in the past, but you know it doesn't make it as easy of a trade as it could have been before and the Pelicans were a relatively easy trade in terms of not making it a three, four, five, six, whatever many team deal for the Brooklyn Nets. So, this probably means it's not really looking like it'll happen anytime soon. In terms of EJ Liddell, they're one of their other rookies. You get to see all of the rookies in this one, including Carlo Matkovich, who we'll talk about next alongside Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall before wrapping up with Jared Harper and John Petty Jr. Nothing new on him. You know, I think they're still, they don't have a roster spot for him right now. I think they're still trying to figure that out. I wonder if they're hoping they can get him to sign a two-way contract. Certainly that would be most advantageous for New Orleans. Will he want that? I'm not sure. However, the Knicks just signed their second round pick, 42 overall to a two-way deal. That's taken, you know, ahead of the, where um, EJ Liddell was drafted. So, that at least opens the door for New Orleans to potentially be able to get him on that deal, you know, with everything kind of being those benchmarks for them. So that that kind of works out in their favor to a certain degree. But he struggled in this one too. Again, everyone struggled. He was one of six, 0 for 1 from 3, did grab four rebounds, one block, one turnover, four personal fouls, two total points. No one played well on this. Even Trey Murphy, who we'll get to in a minute, I didn't think played particularly great. Though he's active and I liked what we saw out of him, but the shot wasn't falling. Same for Jared Harper, right? Those are your only two guys in double figures. We'll get to them coming up here uh, in a moment in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But we're going to get to Carlo Makovich next, who I was shockingly like very good I thought doesn't show up really in the stat sheet but I really liked what he did out there on the court that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans before we do that though today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info so you can find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including major league baseball and summer league and BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. Whether you want live betting, esports, and scores, you can get in on the Summer League action for sure. Pelicans had second best odds to win Summer League. It's probably not going to be looking as good any anymore here. So BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action over at BetOnline.net, BetOnline where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, at least through the remainder of this month, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Summer League, what to really take away from all of that. We've got all the stuff you could want on the Zion extension. We're still waiting on some deals to come out from that. But it sounds like there are some injury protections in some capacity there that's a big win for the Pelicans in that franchise as well for just kind of getting in that. But the biggest one was no player option. I got to show on just why that is so important for this team. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast, tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment and comment down below on YouTube. You worried? Are you drawing any conclusions from Summer League? Yes or no? Or is this just kind of Have some fun. And shout out to the Pels 12 who are out there right now holding it down. I heard the Jose chant towards the end of all of that. That was really cool to see. Way to represent And the whole broadcast, to be honest, was really positive about New Orleans. You had Trajan Langdon on there giving a ton of praise, heaping praise on Willie Green. But then you also had the broadcast, I think it was Fran uh, Fraschella was on there, saying he likes what they're doing in New Orleans. They all like Willie Green, who managed to keep this team together. And it, it cannot be overstated how important Willie Green is. And just kind of the person that he is and being able to connect with these guys and getting the most out of them and kind of keeping that ship afloat when it looked really rough last year because there were some dark days, but he's done a great job. It's nice to see the national recognition that the team is doing kind of validate a lot of what you've been thinking, what I've been thinking, what the team's been thinking. And now you're starting to kind of see it get into the mainstream media and start to be part of that like zeitgeist with everything. So let's continue to talk about Summer League. That was not good from the team. Carlo Makovich, the Pelicans' other second-round pick, drafted stash guy. He will not be playing here next season. Probably not the season after that. He played 17 minutes in this game, starting at center for the team. You had to kind of like what he did. You know, the points didn't really come, and he only took two shots, four total points in this one. But he was active. Like he is definitely a springy pick and roll rolling, you know, rim running, finishing big man. He can get up to five rebounds on the night. And more importantly was he is fearless defensively. He was going for blocks. He was showing off. I don't know if I'm going to call it like full on rim protection, but a little bit of rim protection there. He had two blocks in this game and didn't mind like getting right up on dudes and get physical with them. That's something this team is needed, right? A lot of you are calling for rim protection. Don't like Valanciunas, even though I think that's, that's crazy to say. Don't like Valanciunas because he's not a rim protection big. Well, Carlo Makovic could be the dude in the future. He's going to be overseas, continue to work on his game, in a, you know, an atmosphere that's maybe more familiar for him. And eventually they'll look to bring him over, probably, and eventually sign him to some sort of like mid-level deal, mid-level exception or something like that, maybe. Uh, but it would be very good for New Orleans if he ended up kind of being a developmental guy overseas, showing that they can do that, which makes all those Euro prospects more interested in playing for the team. So... I'm excited to see what he brings. You know, he he says all of the right things. In the interviews, he's talking about how he wants to be that role man, right? He just kind of wants to help and do what he can and that he likes playing defense. And as New Orleans tries to build this culture, that's perfect. That's exactly what they need. And I think Carlo Makovic could really fit in in the future. Let's switch to Trey Murphy here. This was kind of the the big player on the night for New Orleans. 23 points on 7 of 16 shooting, but... Just one of nine from three, but he had eight rebounds, one assist, four steals, four turnovers. We don't need to talk about the turnovers here. Overall, he was good. He was good. The shot wasn't falling. That's okay. You know, you, you know, he's a good shooter. There's no real concerns about what he's going to do. And basically he was just money everywhere else. He just drove and attacked and scored inside and he didn't miss inside the three point line. He was perfect. He was a finisher going for alley-oops, just going for easy layups on drives and dunking. He did everything you wanted to see from him other than the three-point shot falling. He was active defensively, really active and into this game defensively. Going after the boards, being aggressive, three offensive rebounds is nice too. And then the four steals, right? That kind of speaks to him getting into these guys, trying to kind of create some havoc with his long arms. And he guarded multiple positions in this one as well. You know, I don't, I don't know if we need to see him again. I think it's fine if he doesn't end up playing tonight. I'm fine if he does too. But he is very clearly ready for a larger role with this Pelicans team next season. The fact that he's perfect scoring inside, just being like, I'm better than you guys. I'm going to go and do this. And then went out and did it. Yes, I loved that sort of aggressiveness, assertiveness, and was still playing to you know really the finer final buzzer, really trying to go out there and score and try and see if the Pelicans could mount a comeback. And I kind of like that leadership side of him from everything that we saw. Let's finish this segment. Naji Marshall. Naji is your like ninth or tenth guy on this team, so I don't want to overthink this too much. Had an off-shooting night, two of twelve. I'm, I'm just not sure why he's playing. I, he doesn't need to play, right? Like he's dominated summer league for two years in a row already going into this year. Do you really need to see him do that again? He's not going to be a huge player for this squad. Be nice if he was, but that three point shot, you know, for him isn't the most reliable at the NBA level. You know, if he's taking 12 shots, would it be better if those shots were going to other guys, you know, it would have been better if EJ Liddell had more than six, if Makovic had more than two. I think I would kind of like to see him just be like, "Okay, you got, you're good. You don't need to do this. You don't need to kind of shine in summer league because that's not going to really do anything for you. So let's just let some of these other young guys play and not have to worry about that, right? Like that's kind of what I would like to see this team do. Like I get maybe they wanted to win summer league. There, you know, there's rings this year when it comes to that, which unnecessary." so maybe they wanted Najee. Summer Najee's a real good player, but eh, I'd rather just those shots go to someone else that's like more unproven. Like Najee's fine on the team. He's not an expensive guy. He's not a good player, let's say. And he's fine. And he knows his role. He plays his role, which oftentimes isn't playing. I just don't know if we need to see that in Summer League. That that decision, you know, after this game kind of has me turning my head a little bit. But I think he's only going to play like one more game at the most. So I don't think it's the biggest deal, but eh, they probably didn't need to do that in the first place. All right, coming up, another bright spot for the Pelicans in this one, Jared Harper. What could he do? Is he a guy that has an outside shot on something along those lines? Uh, That's going to be coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com, my favorite sponsor, because it keeps my cars running. I work on all of my cars myself, which means I'm ordering a lot of parts, three vehicles, right? So I choose to save time and money when using rockauto.com because their prices are the lowest by far. You can walk into a chain store, you can get something you need that day. It might not fit your car and you're gonna overpay. There's just no need to deal with that. Just go online. Don't choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. And if you don't work on your car yourself, totally fine. When it's going into the mechanic, order the part that you need fixed on rockauto.com and let them just do the labor for you. You save money that way too. They'll order a part. It's going to be overly expensive anyway. And then they're going to mark it up to take something. Save all of that. Don't deal with all of that. Order your parts from rockauto.com. Super easy to use website. Year, make, model. Simple as that. They're going to show you everything you could want for your car or truck in different price points to find the ones that fit your budget. So go explore. They're easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Again, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, and thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are reacting to Summer League. We will be reacting to Summer League. We're going to talk more Summer League tomorrow after the game against the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Summer League's fun, even if the team doesn't do well, and it's great to see all these young guys out there. I'm a little bit jealous of everyone in Vegas right now having so much fun, it seems like. Uh, Pels 12 killing it out there. And don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, tell a friend about the show. And of course, leave a five-star review with a comment. Okay, final two guys I want to talk about in summer league play here for New Orleans. So first and foremost, Jared Harper, second leading scorer for New Orleans, 18 points in this one. Wasn't expected to play a big role, I don't think. But when Dyson Daniels went down, he stepped in and, you know, did reasonably well. Got to the line nine times. Five uh, rebounds for him. Shooting was not great. Like I said, it wasn't good for anybody. Carlo Makovic was the only guy that shot 50% or better, and that's on one of two. Jared Harper, five of 14, one of six from three. Again, the team lived at the line. You know, this is a guy that maybe could try and be a two-way player for New Orleans in the future. You know, they've, they've kind of looked at him for a little bit. He was on a two-way contract and didn't really play much from that. But could they look to maybe bring him back and kind of use him in that way again? If he can be that kind of scoring spark off the bench, that could be a useful type of player to have for this team just to keep around. You know, It's got that kind of local Alabama flavor to him too. Um, Being uh, from Auburn and being able to play in Birmingham, that's a useful spot for him. Kind of keep some interest in that franchise too, which I think is a really good thing. Long shot to make any sort of spot on this team, but you never know. Again, he stepped up and did what he could to keep the Pelicans afloat when no one else was capable of doing that. That's got to say something, right? And then final guy to look at was John Petty Jr., also Alabama, right? Sharpshooter. He had a couple of deep threes that I like to see out of him. Three rebounds as well. You know, potentially could be another two-way option if it doesn't go to EJ Liddell since the first one right now is for Darion Sebron, who didn't score in this game, didn't get a ton of run either. And I'd like to see them use him a little bit more in this game. And I think you'll see some mixing up of like guys and where they're going to be playing in the roles and all of that. But John Petty Jr., you know, this team struggled to shoot here. They might still struggle to shoot the three next season. If you can get him on a two way and be some cheap shooting, there's worse things that you could go out and get at the NBA level. You know, he's known for deep shots, Steph Curry-esque shots. He definitely hit some in this game. You like to see that. Didn't do anything else. But if he can consistently be a three-point shooter, yeah, that's maybe a guy that's worth taking a flyer on for that other two-way deal. But I think it ultimately comes down to what happens with EJ Liddell. So you worried? You stressed after that first Summer League game? Are you good? Summer League. doesn't matter, right? You tell me in the comments down below on YouTube, and that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Noel at Jake on Twitter. i gonna be back with you all tomorrow to recap the next summer league game, the one tonight.